And I'm in record. How's it going? It's going. It's going? Uh-oh. I didn't sound too confident. Uh, just getting ready for Easter this weekend. Everyone's, yep. co- everyone's coming yep. over here, so... Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> just like Thanksgiving or whatever you did, yeah? Yeah, um, hopefully the oven still works the day before. Right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, boy. So lots of cleaning, lots of putting stuff away, I'm sure. Lots of cleaning, lots of fighting with the kids to get things cleaned. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Are they off school? Are they off school at all? They're off school tomorrow, but they've got plans already during the day. So, gotcha. It's like you're going to come home and finish your chores. Yeah, no. My kids, they've actually been pretty good about it. They're they're, they're off yesterday, or I'm sorry, not yesterday, today Mm -hmm. and uh, tomorrow. They're off. And they were actually pretty good about getting their stuff done, to be honest with you. I didn't have too much of a fight at all. That's good. Well, because doing- I gave them, I gave them the option of uh, you can either, you know, spread this out over a couple of days and kind of get it done as we go along yeah. here. You're gonna if you're gonna you know put it off, you'll have to do it all at once. And they kind of took the smart approach and they kind of flipped it on me. They got everything done like the first day, so they could just have the rest. You know, <laughs> try to enjoy the rest of the time. So I was like, hey, look at you guys being smart with your time. Good job. See, so- that doesn't work. They've done a little bit. They did a little bit after school yesterday. Supposed mm-hmm. to do a little bit today. Will was up in his room most of the time. Will's room is always a wreck. Yep. And it takes some like three to four hours to clean it because it's Legos yep. and clothes and yep. all kinds of stuff. But I know all about that. Yeah. So. All right. Before we well, jump in, are you drinking anything? I I got out the the can that you gave me. I don't okay. Know if you can see it. There. Yeah. The uh, honoring our heroes beer, uh, United States Marine Corps Lance Corporal George Smits. It's a blonde ale, one pint. Five percent ABV um, from Friendship Brewing. Yes, I was I was trying to save it for a special occasion when I got together with some family, mm-hmm. but we just haven't gotten together. And this was like the only thing I've got that's cold, so I decided yeah. to say screw them. I'm going to drink it. Right. <laughs> so. That's a that's a good one. I've yeah, got so. Valor Tracksuit. It's an IPA mm-hmm. from Rockwell Brewing. I don't know okay. if you can see it very well. Um, I can see it. Yeah. It's seven point seven ABV. Okay. So neither one of us are going to Spirit World just yet, so no. that's okay. Probably not. Tonight. And uh, the funny thing I saw here before we got logged in here was mm-hmm. I saw this on Facebook. Number of rings since 1995, 49 or 0, J-Lo 5. Yeah. <laughs> she, that one tickled me a little bit there. I was like, ah, oh, she's a dirty slut. No, just yeah. <laughs> I saw another one saying she's one rock away from the Infinity Gauntlet. Right. <laughs> Ah, our first interruption of the evening. Hello, how can I help you? Is Riley here yet? Okay, here, I'm doing this. You go play out there. One second. Let we'll me right. edit this out. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Go, she'll be here for you in a minute. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> She's looking at me through the crack in my door. She's not a creeper at all. Not at all. This is the worst. <laughs> See, <laughs> this is why people don't have podcasts with children around. <laughs> yeah. This is why we run away to your basement and they stay upstairs for the most part. <laughs> yeah. And my older ones take care of them. So that helps. Right, exactly. Oh my God. Unbelievable. So do we have anything on the agenda for the evening? <laughs> I've got a couple things written down, just discussion points. Okay. So I, your first one. what you got? All right. So I've been going through some old podcasts. Um, I have my ones I listen to when they come out because they're more topical. And then I have mm-hmm. my evergreen ones that are more like interviews. Okay. 
So I just listened to How Did This Get Made for Face Off? Nice. Yes. Well done. How are you? Because they, do they still post a few for free? Because they were behind a paywall. Yeah, they're, they're still doing them for free. A couple are for free. No, yeah. like their, their library. I think their library is behind the paywall. Uh, I, download, I downloaded this one like six months ago. So it's just oh, sitting see, on my phone. Because, yeah, what they, what they decided to do was they went behind a paywall mm-hmm. for the entire library, but they kept a few like rotating. They'll yeah. rotate some in and out for free uh, here and there. But because uh, I think they're. I'm trying to remember the website they're they're going through. Earwolf. I know it's Earwolf. Earwolf is the name of the podcast group, I guess. Yeah, it's behind a different paywall of some kind. I think yeah. I, I'd have to look in it, look into it. Because yeah, that that's one of my favorite. I, when you turn that on, to you had me listen to that a long time ago. Yeah, that, it's the best podcast to go walks, take walks with you know, yeah. or just your workouts. It's it's entertaining every single time. Every yeah. single time. And but it's yeah, even better when you've time. it's even better when you've seen the movie like this one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. So who was their special guest with them on that one? Um Randall Park. The guy that oh. plays Yeah. Fake Jim okay. on the office. Yeah. One Agent Wu. Yep. Right in the special agent Wu? Yep. So <laughs> here's what I took from it. Okay. They switch faces, but their bodies are still their own bodies, right? Yeah. So when Nick Cage, as John Travolta, sleeps with his wife, would mm-hmm. she notice that he's different? <laughs> Differently endowed, is yes. what we're saying? <laughs> she should. I would hope so. You would think so. But there's Otherwise, a... uh, what's going on with her and who she's sleeping with? <laughs> yeah. So is that, something they, is that something they brought up on the on the episode? Yeah, yeah, they talked about it a little bit. It, it was pretty funny. But it got mm-hmm. me wondering, like, would would she notice? I would think so. Alvarez, I would say I'd hope so. I yeah. hope so because th- that wasn't like they try to explain. I think the weight difference and but there's a height difference too. They're not the same height no, at all. Not. But I, so I don't know. They they said they did like some body modifications, but they only yeah. like talked about what they did in the face. Yeah. And then they mentioned one other thing, like oh they they shaved the chest. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the chest of all the random things. Because this was the one where they they kept talking about the face waterfall, right? Yes. Face waterfalls? Yeah. Yes. That's a, a classic episode of that podcast. I love that thing. I yeah. couldn't stop. I've called it face waterfall <laughs> since that. Yeah. <laughs> it's because it's so creepy. It's the dumbest thing ever. I don't know. I don't know who came up with the idea. I don't know if it was Travolta that came up with it originally or whatever. But yeah, it's super creepy. Yeah. <laughs> it's super creepy. And, and they were talking about some of the stuff that was ad-libbed. Like the whole... Um, face-off discussion that Nicolas Cage has with his henchmen. Uh-huh. It was yeah. all ad-libbed. Was all ad-libbed? Yeah. Wow. Good on him. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, good old Nick Cage. We're, we're going to have ourselves a cage assance here soon. We should. I know that. Me. We're going to have the re- reemergence of Nick Cage. Well, he's playing himself in a movie coming up, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking know. forward to that. I'm excited about that, to be honest with you. I truly am. All right. So then the next thing I have... I was okay. listening to an old Bill Simmons podcast and he was talking to Tom Hanks. Okay. And he said, if you go to any person and ask them for their top three Tom Hanks movies, but okay. exclude Forrest Gump, almost yep. every list will be different. <sighs> yeah, hold on. Because yep. I mean, I would, I should have done homework on that, I guess, before to pull up his and see why. I, I think Big is going to be on most people's. At least I would hope so. I, yeah, I would think so. Um, but like they talked a lot about Castaway, 
Castaway's an amazing movie. It really is. But do you want to watch that over and over? No. That, that is not a rewatchable it's movie. A, it's not. I mean, you could write, you could watch it more than once, but it's not like repeat, like annual viewings. You right. know what I mean? So I'm pulling up yeah, his filmography. I, yeah. uh, Saving okay, Private I got, Ryan. I got pulled up here. So. Oh, Saving Private Ryan. I haven't seen Finch or Greyhound yet. I, I haven't both either. are good, though. Um, Finch is on my list of things to watch, but I think I'm going to watch it with the kids. Right, and here's the thing. I, I, I don't apologize about liking Da Vinci Code. I mean, I love the book better, obviously, but yeah, I actually did enjoy Da Vinci Code quite a lot. Yeah, I did too. I, I enjoy his portrayal. Yeah. Does Toy Story count as a Tom Hanks movie? I would think so. I would consider it that. Cause I mean, I mean that's, that's a classic at this point. And I, I Oh Yeah. All right, let's jump in. Philadelphia is not re- Philadelphia is not rewatchable, to be honest. I mean, it is. I mean, it's films. It's a film school movie. Yeah. All right. So I still haven't seen his Mister Rogers movie. I haven't seen that yet either, and I really want to. So, like, I have not seen like Bridge of Spies. Yeah, me neither. Uh, saving. No, I have seen that. I take that back. It was it was good. Was I, it? I have seen that. Okay, you should watch it. Yeah, it's really right. good. I haven't seen Saving Mister Banks, where he played Walt Disney. I haven't either. No. And then Captain Phillips, haven't seen it. That's good. Cloud Atlas, I haven't heard good things about that movie. I, it's just not up my alley, to be honest with you. Not something I'm really pining to watch, you know. Yeah. So then, Toy Story three, Angels and Demons. See, I can't do Toy Story three because I just that's that's the waterworks every oh, time, yeah. dude. That's that, the, yeah, it breaks me. Every time. Yeah. And Saving Private Ryan, I mean. You gotta be in the right mood to want to watch it. It's such a great movie. Yeah, it sh- it should have won Best Picture. Yes, agreed. Um, but as far as like rewatch, man, even a League of Their Own is amazing. He's amazing yep. in League of Their Own. Uh, the Terminal that was really good, where he lived in the airport. Yeah, I didn't see that. I know I've heard good things, but I just haven't ever. It's one of my blind spot movies. Yeah. Um, Catch me if you can. Yeah, and that's awesome. That's yeah. really, really entertaining. That's super entertaining. Yeah, Road to Perdition. That's more of a Leo DiCaprio movie than a Tom Hanks movie. If you get one, you know. Yeah, it really he, is. He's more the supporting character in it. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, Road to Perdition. That's that's the next one I was gonna say. That's hilarious that you said that right there. Yeah. yeah, and I love that movie. I really do. He's so good in that, it's, yeah. and it's not his normal Tom Hanks movie. No, it's it not. really isn't. Um, the Green Mile. Yeah, he's amazing in that too. Yeah, Apollo thirteen. Yeah. God, what an amazing filmography the guy's got. I mean, even things like You've Got Mail, Mm -hmm. not up my alley, but I mean, he's renowned for those chick flicks with uh, Meg Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, One with Sleep in Seattle. That's the other one. So, yeah. And then Forrest Gump. All right. I'm going to give you you two. I'll need some time on my third. My my top two, for sure, without question, are going to be big in the burbs. Yeah, we've talked about my. I, I I will not apologize for my love of the Burbs. I love that movie so much. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I. I, I he's just so incredible in Saving Private Ryan. God, he's so good in that movie. Yeah. So. If but Toy look, Story. I've heard account Toy Story as a Tom Hanks movie. I mean, just Toy Story as a series. Yeah. All four of them. Oh yeah. I don't know if I could pick a third movie to be honest with you. I just can't because yeah, they're so good. They're all so good. 
It's kind of funny though if you look right about 1990 where he did Joe versus the volcano that was like mm-hmm. the last comedy he did and then everything else was a lot more serious but yeah. everything no well, I mean no I mean okay the uh, toy stories are comedies to be yeah. honest with you they're family family movies yeah. um the other own is comedy Turner and Hooch is well that's 89 sorry so yeah. that doesn't count post 90 but same as Seattle and you got mail those are romantic comedies yeah but I mean, if you look at like the first half of his career, Splash, oh, yeah, I hear what Pain, you're saying. all yeah. those all those comedies he did, and then all of a sudden, he became a serious actor. Okay, so what do you what what's in your okay? So again, like I said, I could switch my number three out for I I can't pick number three right now. So I got Burbs and um and Big. What would be at least your first two? Okay, so uh, Saving Private Ryan, definitely. I mean, yeah, it's up there with Shawshank as movies that if I turn mm-hmm. them on at any point, I'm probably finishing yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, probably a league of their own. It's one of the better baseball movies out there. It is. I agree. God. And then like looking at his comedies, like big is a hard one to pass on. The burbs is hard to pass on. I even like Joe versus the volcano. I mean, I haven't. I've, I haven't I watched still remember it. it well enough, to be honest with you. I need to rewatch that. I haven't watched it in a long time, but I remember enjoying it when I was younger. Yeah. But the, yeah, Toy Stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, th- this is hard. Oh, we didn't even mention that thing you do. I know, right? But he, that's again. Is that a Tom Hanks movie? Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I get that. He's a supporting role there too. Yeah, that's what I meant. Man, maybe wow. Road to Perdition well, or Toy Story. It's hard. He's just so good in Road to Perdition. And in Road to Perdition, I don't know if that's... It's rewatchable, obviously. I just don't know if that, like... Okay, like for me, where you asked me, how many times have I seen Jaws in Jurassic Park? I can't even tell you the number of times I've seen it. Right. But like a movie like that, like Road to Perdition, that's never going to be one of those where I watch it on a loop, basically. Right. But it's it's super good. I yeah. agree with you there. I love that. I do love that movie. God, it's so, it's so such a good noir movie. Yeah. Such a good noir movie. As they were sitting there and talking about his filmography, I'm like, oh man, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good so, one too. Tom, Tom Hanks was on the podcast with him. Yeah. Oh, I need to download that one. I bet you that was a really good one. Yeah, I, it was like back in November. Mm. I think I still have it on my phone. I can I can give you I can text you the the number of the podcast mm-hmm. it was. Cool. But. Yeah, no, I'm. Gosh, I don't. That's a good. That's a good one, and that's something good to do with actors. They their top three. What would be your top three? Basically, is that your deserted island thing? You know, yeah. You only take three movies of that actor or actress. Which ones would you take? Yeah, that's a good game to play. That's a really good game to play. It's in the better the actor, the harder it would be, I guess. Oh yeah, because I mean, like, pick your top three Keanu action movies. It's like, how dare you? Shut your face! (laughs) I can't do it. Because then you get into the point like, what do you consider speed in action movie? Because there's, yes, action. yeah, no, speed's an action movie for yeah. sure. Speed's an action. And then movie. what about Point Blank? Mm, no, yeah. well, yeah, yeah, it is, it is, yeah, it is, yeah. It's amazing. Oh, how about this? It's not an action movie. It's an amazing movie. How about yeah. that? <laughs> Did you ever watch the remake? I can tell you the remake is garbage. Okay, I never watched it, so. <laughs> I, I, you never watched the remake? No. Oh man, it's not good at all, dude. It's really I, bad. I really had no appeal to see it. Kind of. Like I can a, do. I I tell. I can tell you one. I can do real quick. That's. I can do where it's the top three. Okay. I can, I can do Jeremy Renner. 
<laughs> Jerry Redines pulls him up. I don't know why his 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 filmography jumped in my mind real quick. But I think I could do I could do a Jeremy Renner one real quick. I think. Wait, Hawkeye, Mission Impossible, and Born. <laughs> no, Born Legacy is garbage, dude. That's a bad movie. It is. No way. I guess. Oh, I mean, I guess you could say Hurt Locker. I love Hurt Locker. The Town. Never saw. Even that's Affleck's movie, really. To be honest with you, but Jeremy Renner is really great in the town. I love his portrayal in the town, and Wind River is so good. God, Wind River is really good. I haven't seen that. Did you ever see Tag? Yes, I did. It was funny. That's a really funny movie, right? That's one of those movies that people don't talk about. Yeah, um, I put it with uh, Game Night. Mm -hmm. Mm because that was pretty funny, unexpectedly funny. I really love Game Night. That's a great one too. And then, did you ever see Blockers? Yeah. Yeah, that, that that's like those. If you want a good comedy trio, like a Friday night watching three movies or something like that, those are three really good ones right there. And they're ones that you watch and you're like, I don't expect this to be very good, but they all surprise you. I don't know if I can do. It. I gotta go back to Keanu. I'm pulling up Keanu right now, man. I don't know if I could do Keanu. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's in so many good movies. Ah, oh, dude. Unless, How dare people make fun of him? He's, he's a treasure. He's a national. He's, oh, yeah. he's an American treasure. Is what he is. I'm pulling him up real quick. And, and I'm one of the people that loves Constantine. What's your thoughts on Constantine? I don't. I didn't mind it. I mean, yeah, it's, it's good, bro. Come on, now, that's good. I don't. Even, I don't even say I don't mind it. I think it's good. If it, if it wasn't Constantine, I would have liked it a lot more because I knew. I know more. Probably know more about the character because I've read a lot more of it. Yeah. So, yeah. like. I liked it. It just wasn't Constantine. If it was something else, I would have liked yeah. it more. Kind of like Snake Eyes or uh, DMZ. So, okay. I'm going to give you three for, for Keanu Reeves real quick. Right? Okay. I, I think I'd be okay with this. I wouldn't need to take anything back from it, but I'd have to let you know which movies are being left off. Okay. Yeah. So Keanu, I give you The Matrix, yeah. John Wick, yeah. and Speed. Okay. Those yeah. three. Okay. They they happen to be action movies, but here's some movies that you'd have to leave out of the equation. Okay, mm-hmm. Constantine, which I, I I love. Yeah, Point Break, which who doesn't love Point Break? Come right, on, that's an amazing movie. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yes, and Bogus Journey, both would have to be left off. Um, the replacements. The repla- okay, the replace. Did you say replacements? Yes, I did. That's a great movie, right? It is, yeah, it is. It's a great movie. I love the and I love his portrayal in it. That's a yeah. great movie. Uh, uh, hardball, I love oh, hardball. Yes, uh, I was Great actually on Facebook movie. today, and people were asking for baseball movies, and I said, "This is an underrated one, but hardball." Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, this one isn't one I would ever pick to be on the list, but I I recommended you watch it. I don't know if you ever did. Do you ever watch Replicas? No, but we've talked about it. It's okay. on my list of things to watch. Gotcha. Because that remember that was the one I told you that's good for you and Aaron to both watch. Because then that gives you that whole yeah. Ooh, what would you do? Yeah, uh, I never saw Giant Mnemonic. That's one of my blind spot movies. Should I ever get get around to watching that? I never heard anything good about it. Oh, you didn't? Okay, no. so maybe I should just skip out on that one. So some other ones I haven't seen: The Devil's Advocate. That's a great one. Yeah, that's a great movie. I don't. That, know that's you, a that's a Pacino movie. Yeah, um, I don't know if you ever saw this, but the last time I committed suicide, it was an independent movie from '97. I really enjoyed that no. one. Really? Okay, last I have to put that on my list then. Let's see. Let's see. I'm trying. His, his portrayal of Duke Kaboom in Toy Story 4 is pretty phenomenal, right? Yeah. <laughs> he was, 47 Ronin was... I didn't get all the way through that one, to be honest with you. It just I, wasn't for me. I liked it. I mean, the, I like those type of movies, though, so I enjoyed yeah. it. I mean, it was yeah. nothing groundbreaking. 
Um, yeah. He was Jonathan Harker in Bram Stoker's Dracula. I forgot about that. And I actually I did a rewatch of that recently, or yeah. you know, around Halloween time. Yeah. What a trippy movie, man! What yeah. a completely trippy movie. Oh, I don't know what it is about that. It's just weird. Yeah, <laughs> it was just weird. And I did not like uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music. It just wasn't for me. We never it, watched it, just, it. it. It just skip it. To be honest with you, just. Remember, remember Bill and Ted's the first two, and just be happy that they're out there. They didn't yeah. need to do this third one. It just—I don't know, man. It just wasn't right. <laughs> Something yeah. about it just didn't sit well with me. It just wasn't that great. But I'm really looking forward to uh, DC League of Superhero Pets. Yeah, that's the one I want to see. Yeah, that's that looks awesome. really good. Yeah. yeah um, cool. There was something else I saw on here. Oh, he was Todd on Parenthood. Yep. 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 Which was really good, and then there was something. Old, I thought maybe not. I'm not seeing whatever well, I thought it was, but Young Blood that, that was when he was the goalie in Young Blood, right? Mm. That's, the, that's the ice hockey movie, if I'm thinking correctly, right? Yeah, Young that's Blood, it. yeah, I think so. Yep, yeah. So, what a great he's got a great filmography, too. He does a lot of, a lot of ones that you probably haven't seen just because you know that's like, eh, whatever, that's not for me, yeah. But other, otherwise, you know, oh, Street Kings is actually really good. You ever see Street Kings? No, I didn't. Oh, dude, you need to see that one. That's a good one. He did. That's uh, one of those. Hard, that's one of those cop ones I like. Like, um, like End of Watch. You ever see End of Watch? I didn't watch that. I want to see that though. Oh, if you want to do a good, um, complimentary like cop movie night kind of thing, Street Kings and um, End of Watch. Those are both okay. really good. I enjoy both a lot. All right, here's one for you. Knock knock. Oh, I've seen Knock Knock. Don't act like I ain't seen no Knock Knock. That, <laughs> Tell me you saw Knock Knock. Oh, I saw that. It's it's a messed up movie. It's, I, it's messed up. Yeah, it's super I'm, I'm messed up. I'm trying to get it. It's yeah. Home Invasion, though. It's yeah. a Home Invasion movie. You know how I am about my Home Invasion movies. Yeah, and it's from Eli Roth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, for sure. Oh, my God. That's a good game to play. We could play that whole podcast. That's a whole podcast in of itself, it, just it, going through filmographies and having to choose a top three. Yeah. I'm good with my top three for Keanu, though. I'm not upset about that. I could live with that. Yeah, I can, too. I could live with that. Would, your, would yours uh, vary from mine at no, all? I think it'd be the same. Same? No go. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's a fun game. We'll, we'll have to do that. Uh, maybe that's a recurring thing. We'll have to pick an actor, and we'll have to look at their filmography and go, okay. Top three, and that's it. That's what you got to do. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. I, after we did that with Will Smith and a couple other people last week, I thought, and, and hearing <laughs> Tom Hanks talk, I'm like, man, that'd be something we could hit on often. All right. Hold on. Did we do the, we, we talked about Will Smith a lot just because I guess we were talking about the slap and whatnot. Did we ever do a top three for him, though? We didn't do a top three, but we went through his movies. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on, looking looking now. Independence Day has to be one of them. Yeah. But the, the problem for me is he's the same character in so many roles. Yeah. It's it's hard to necessarily pick one over the other sometimes. Hold on, I want to get you. I think I can get you three real quick. I think I can. I think I can. Independence Day, Men in Black, and then Bad Boys. Yeah. I think those are my three. Although Pursuit of Happiness is probably his best film. Yes. And I really love I Am Legend. But I'm going to pick three that are his forever movies, per se. Yeah. I think those have to be my three forever movies. Yeah. 
Although I do need to see the third uh, Bad Boys. I've only seen the first two, obviously. Yeah, I never saw the third one either, and I never saw the third Men in Black, which I'm probably no. fine. Yeah. Yeah. Nope, I'm good. I'm good. No need. Yeah. He's, there's a lot of his filmography I just don't care for. I just don't feel any need to go watch it, yeah. to be honest with you. I, I'm kind of the same way. Although, uh, my, my daughter said Spies in Disguise is something I, I do need to see. She said it was really good. It looked. But I thought that was right. Idris, I thought Idris Elba was the main character in that one. Uh, and is it Tom Holland and Idris Elba? I don't think so. Maybe I was wrong. Okay. Yeah, because I yeah he's the main spy because he almost looked like uh, Frozone. Oh, yeah. Actually, when I'm looking at the cover of Spies in the Skies, it looks like um Falcon. What's his where, uh, oh, Anthony, Anthony Mackie. Mackie. It looks exactly like Anthony Mackie. <laughs> I, I can see like. that. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm trying to see. What oh, and the there. one the one I feel bad about leaving off the list. More than I am Legend is probably Enemy of the State. Yeah, that's a really good one. They probably live up this. Yeah. So there you go. We got Keanu, Will, Jeremy Renner. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we did Jeremy Renner, but fuck that. that. <laughs> yeah. Tom Hanks. Ah. Did I pick three? I think I gave you a third, didn't I? You you said you couldn't because it would Toy Story. I'll, if you could do the whole series. Ah, uh, I'll, I'll I'll do save. I'll I'll play by the rule. Saving Private Ryan. I'll okay. throw that in there. Because we can't, because we can't do Forrest Gump, right? Right. Because everyone. Would Although Forrest Gump, Forrest Gump could be classified a horror movie, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. You know why I could say that? Why? Why can you say that? Because of Jenny and how evil she is, and she destroyed his life. <laughs> horror. Maybe or not horror. a horror movie. It's a thriller or something like that. <laughs> Just a, a very down, sad movie. I hate. She's an evil character. And she you had to pick like. Name a character that's evil, but people, other normal people wouldn't call them evil. Jenny from Forrest Gump is evil. Sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> sorry? Not sorry. That's yeah, I'm say. I, I could see that. And it's not like the Skylar White Joffrey. I hate that character. Correct. Correct. But that's, yeah, that's movies versus TV, though, too. Because Skylar White, she's she gets a category of her own. You know she how is. much I hate Skylar White. Yes, I, I can't stand Skylar White. So, what's right. up, what else you got? So there is speculation that um, whoever owns Time Warner now is going to revamp the whole DC movie, TV animated universe, and they're going to try to get huh. a Kevin Feige type person in there to oversee it all, just for the animated part. Everything. Oh, or ever, oh, everything. They're trying. Gotcha. They're going to so try to streamline. We're looking, for, we're looking for their Feige is what they're doing. Yes, I'm pulling up the Screen Rant article. Basically, well, who's Feige's number? No- who's Feige's number two? He can't. He doesn't do it all by himself. He has to have a number two guy that he bounces everything off of. You'd think, right? I don't who know do whoever it is. They're, they're unknown. That's who they should go after, honestly. Right? Yeah. Follow throw, the same blueprint. Throw lots of money to him. And I thought JJ Abrams was supposed to be that guy. I, I thought he got a huge Warner Brothers deal of some kind, didn't he? He, he does, and he's, he's producing his own stuff. Oh, okay. But the way DC was going to handle it all was, we're not in a shared universe. These are all different different Earths. So like, yeah. they came out and said the Batman was Earth 2. Yeah. And then like the Michael Keaton stuff is Batman, or Earth 89 oh, is what they 89, established. Yeah. And so like, they, I think they've even gone as far as Adam West, Burt Ward is... Earth 66. Well, here's the real question. Are they tapped? I think maybe you might have read that recently because I guess they're trying to say, uh oh, do we need to 
trash the Flash movie and just be like, this we're not going to release it because of all the problems with Ezra Miller. I don't even know if it's a finished product at this point. Like, um, they finished filming. I'm sure they're probably doing post work on it right now. Post, okay. Because everything going on with that guy, they have to be thinking to themselves, we can't continue forward with him as our established Flash any longer. I'm so all the rumors are it's going to be Flashpoint. Yeah. So this could be the the reset for them. They could go in and change the whole ending of the movie and reset it all. But I've also heard rumors about. HBO Max giving Zack Snyder his let him do his own thing. Well, this is and one if of that's the case. Ezra would come back as Slash. Well, right? that, that's one of the things in the article it talks about is, oh, this might actually help the uh, Snyderverse fans because mm-hmm. they're so loud, so vocal yeah. about it all. They might yeah. get something done. Yeah. So I don't. And know. I, I and I think HBO Max is the perfect place to do it. I really oh, do. Yeah. Um, but we know we're getting the Batgirl movie, right? Yeah. Um, we're getting Supergirl at some point. I thought that was HBO Max only. Um, I don't think she was getting her own thing. I think she was showing up in something. Okay. I might have I, I thought been, for sure she was getting something. I think she was showing up in Flash. Okay. I, it's... I, who knows that's such a freaking mess yeah it is everything they do is a freaking mess so like it just they came won't. out that jeremy irons is in the flash movie and it's like well is affleck coming back then because he was rumored to be coming back but i thought he was i thought we were going to see him in the flash movie but that was it that he wasn't gonna well do yeah well but then he also said he wasn't going to do any more period so i don't know <sighs> There. <laughs> it's just such a mess. Oh my god! And, and, my, and here's the thing: if it, if any of it means that we're not getting Henry Cavill to get his own Superman movie, then we're just done. And Henry Cavill just doesn't get his opportunity to do it. That's a shame. It really is. Oh, that yeah. guy deserves to get his own solo movie again, and then they can do the team up stuff again if they want. If I'm Marvel, I go to him and I say, "Hey, we're doing a Supreme Powers movie." You want to be on the Squadron Supreme? You want to be Superior? Or Hyperion? Or Hyperion, yeah. yeah. (sighs) That would be a nice little two middle fingers to to DC, just going, you guys sucked at what you do. Sorry, you guys dropped the ball. Yeah. (sighs) Here's here's my take. I'm not excited about the Blue Beetle movie. I have no excitement about that. I I like Jaime Reyes, so I... I, Oh, I like the character. I really like the character from Young Justice in the cartoon. I love Jaime Reyes in that cartoon. So I'm not against the character. I'm just saying from everything I've heard about the movie production side of things, I'm just not excited about that. Um, the Batgirl movie, I'm not excited about that. There's nothing that has me hyped up about it, except for when we talked about DC fandom, about the directors being, at least they're passionate about the project. So I'm, yeah. I'm excited about that, that we might get something decent because they're so passionate about it. But I just don't know if Barbara Gordon needed her whole movie. Yeah. I, just, I, I don't. And truthfully, I like the character better as Oracle than Batgirl. After seeing the portrayal of Barbara not as Oracle, but still as the Barbara Gordon that's not a Batgirl, mm-hmm. I don't know. I really don't know how, how I. I don't know if I agree with you. I don't think so. I think I enjoy her more as Batgirl. 
But then again, you have so many options to go with. You we could see a Cassandra Kane, you know, yeah. back early. You can see Steffi Brown as back early. There's so, there's so much to play with in that arena. I don't know, man. It just depends on what storyline you're going with. Yeah. You know? I with them being all about representation, yeah. having Barbara Gordon in the wheelchair, I think was actually big for a lot of people. I yeah. think it, yeah. it would definitely be something that would set them apart from what Marvel's doing. Yeah, I guess I guess you're just asking me at the wrong time because I just I I, I told you I was reading Nightwing Volume One, but when we yeah. last spoke, did I tell you I'd finished it, or was I still a couple of issues away from being done? I think you're a couple issues away from being done. Okay, so my Nightwing run or read right now mm. is probably influencing my response. Yeah, is <laughs> what I'll go with um, because at that point Barbara is not Oracle; she's just she's still she's Batgirl. Yeah. And because with rebirth, they changed her back, like her spine healed. And yeah, yeah, well, and uh, new 52 that's what happened with new 52. She was not in the wheelchair in new 52. She, oh, she was wasn't back. okay, yeah. yeah I thought she it was back. a rebirth thing because I read the first arc, at least the first arc of Batgirl, okay, back then. And it's she's just enjoyable, but that it might have to do more with her interaction with uh. With Dick Grayson, yeah. so the two of them, their dynamic is just really fun. It was, it was fun. It was enjoyable to read. Yeah, that whole will they, won't they, thing between those two, it's it, it was fun. Yeah. It's fun drama in a book that it's fun. It, 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 Dick Grayson is he's just he's the light where Bruce is the dark. Right. So I don't know if I recommend. Did I, re, did I give you my recommendation whether to read that or not? Yeah, yeah. You told me to to read it. Yeah. Yeah, go read it. It's definitely worth a read. I loved it. Um, I'm excited about picking up some more. I really am. Yeah. Um, so would you say... So but my, my point being, though, with, with going back to your original comment in regards to what we might be getting with DC, it depends on who you put in charge of it. It depends on what kind of direction they're going to go. It just feels like they're cursed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they just... It may be the, just give up the idea of the shared universe. Maybe just give it up. And and that's what they've pretty much done at this point. So yeah. I don't know if this change is going to make them go back. That, yeah, it, it, it is. Because what Marvel's been able to do is everyone wants to do a shared universe now. But at the same time, DC Comics has always had kind of the multiverse where you're reading like World's Finest and it's set on Earth 2. Yep. So are they... They could maybe, definitely get away with it. Maybe what they should do is since they want to make a product that will give them, you know, money in the theater. Because I read recently somewhere where basically had it not been for the Marvel movies mm-hmm. and the superhero movies, basically I think AMC would have been dead. I think they would have gone under. Like they basically the superhero genre has saved yeah. the movie business. We know it right now. Yeah. And maybe if you're looking for the shared universe thing and the team up at the end, focus on the Bat family. Yeah. I mean, really focus on it. Do a Batman movie like you've done. Just get do your solo Batgirl movie. Do a solo Nightwing movie. Maybe do a Batman Robin movie of some kind. I don't know if you want to do a Robin movie by itself, because then you'd have to choose which Robin you're gonna do. Right. I don't think you're going to do a Red Hood movie on its own. Maybe Red Hood. I think a Red. I think Red Hood would fit well within the Batman universe. Yes. For the Batman to go up against, because you're going to go with the dark, real, more realistic take. Yeah. Kind of hard to get away from that, except if you have to try to explain how he comes back from the dead. That's the only thing that's not going to be real. We just skip over that, I guess. Yeah. And try to work that in somehow, but then you can 
what I'm trying to say is try to build towards that, and then they all come together for a big do the Wayne, you know, Wayne family something. Right. That's kind of where I'm looking at. So I think at one point the Lazarus piss would have been hard to do, but with mm-hmm. everyone buying into everything that's going on in Marvel, I think mm-hmm. they could capitalize on that. And I think they can capitalize on Marvel doing the multiverse. And at the beginning of each movie, just flash up there, Earth 2. Earth 2. Gotham's, yeah. Gotham City, Earth 2. Yeah. Yeah, that would help. It really would. I don't know where they're going to go, man. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, how about this? I'm not shocked by that news that you're sharing that they're planning on, um, you know, relaunching. Because what else are they going to They're just sitting stagnant right now. Yeah. Because we're going to get a Shazam movie, which we're all going to... Or not Shazam. Uh, well, we're, we are getting Shazam. We're yeah. sequel. But you're getting your Black Adam movie no matter what. Yep. And then you're going to get your Aquaman 2 movie no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wonder Woman needs to take a, a seat on the back burner. Well, really, after the stuff they've already announced, they haven't talked about anything really being in development outside you're gonna of... Get, you're going to get your Batman sequel. I think that... I, don't, I thought that was announced, wasn't it? No, they haven't announced the sequel. They they've just announced the two shows, Arkham and Penguin. Okay, well, we know we're gonna get our Batman. Yeah, we probably will. But it's it just seems like they were very quick to be like, "Oh, Wonder Woman two is coming, Shazam two is coming," and then all of a sudden it kind of stopped. I don't know what you do. I don't know where you go with it. I like. I think you let the Snyder let Snyder do his thing. Because you you already got a huge following for the for the HBO subscriptions to do the Snyderverse, why not just let him do his thing if he wants to? Who knows if he even wants to do anything anymore? Yeah, it's hard to say because he's got his exclusive deal with Netflix and he's been doing yeah. his Army of the Dead, whatever that franchise is. Yeah, his zombie franchise. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It's he, disappointing though. Maybe uh, just hopefully the books stay okay. Cause, yeah. Well, because yeah. that was the last big rumor. Um, I guess it was pre-pandemic, so I don't know what's going to happen now. But AT and T was looking at offloading the comic book stuff because it's not profitable. Yeah. They just yeah. want they just want the marketing rights so they can sell Superman and Wonder Woman stuff and yeah. make the movies. So, I mean, there was even cool. talk at one point about Marvel being like a co-producer on their comics. Yeah, or co-publisher, cool. I guess. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Maybe, I don't know, because uh, you still have enough. There's well, you still have. Uh, you get past the big two, and image being your big. Th- I think image is big three. To be honest with you, image is your big three right there. I think so. But too. If that, well, you got your a little bit of dark horse, and Dark-y, maybe yeah. a little. Uh, who, who who publishes Transformers? Is uh, IDW still? IDW does that. Okay. Most of what they do though is license stuff. See, Transformers, so. Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers. Um, you have Boom and you have Dynamite. They do a little bit licensed stuff, a little bit original. Yeah. But then after that, like, I couldn't even tell you. Like, See, I just don't know. Even, even if Marvel did come in and co-produce or they bought the rights to publish, become their put both under the same house. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. As long as it keeps the books being published. I Could you ever imagine a world where there's no DC comic books being published? No, I couldn't. See, I, some, how would that even come to be? See, somebody you know? would come in and buy, those, buy the rights to those characters to publish them. Yeah, I guess you're Because, right. I mean, yeah, they might not be profitable for a company like AT&T, but there's somebody out there that could make 
a decent amount of money off Batman and Superman Justice League. Yeah. It's just a matter of they need to rein in the fact that we don't need bi-weekly publishings of the same character, you know. We just don't need four Batman books a month. You just don't. You really don't. As far as Batman the character... Give me the family, though. Give me, oh yeah, you know, a month. Give me all the family. Give me all that. But I don't need Detective twice a week. You know, once every two weeks, and Batman every once to you know. But and it's, that was it's what, too much for that's too much for consumers to purchase, especially during inflation time. Yeah, hell no, you can't do that. I want. Speaking of which, I don't know if you has any news come about. Well, are they looking to bump the prices up on books again? I haven't heard anything. Okay, I'm always curious about the price point of books because remember, there was that big thing by a DC for a while. Hold the line at two ninety nine or something like that. Yeah. They were doing, but that was still crap because they were still publishing plenty of books for well, well over oh, yeah. two ninety nine a book. Well, we'll have. I know Marvel was at three ninety nine for everything. I don't know if they're still at that price point for everything. I think so. I don't know. Next time I go in the shop, I'll start looking at right? prices. And it's, it's it's curious which books. So I was just wondering during inflation if they're going to use that as an excuse to put a push a a price bump on books too. I, I, cause at some point I was going to say, I wouldn't be shocked to see the $5 book become the norm. Yeah. Five bucks a book. And once that happens, it's like, then you got to become super picky about what you pick up. If you're still a floppy guy, which yeah. I'm always, I'm always shocked by the floppy business still being a thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm we still just, shocked by it. We just had a comic book shop out, open up out here a couple months yeah. ago. Because actually, I'll bring that up because you brought up a podcast you listened to. I listened to a podcast. Mm-hmm. It was still it's just Kevin Smith. It was Batman on Batman. Yeah, but it was the episode where they had Scott Snyder on. Yeah, I'm sure you would listen to it, but we'll, I'll just try to refresh your memory because it's probably more a little bit more current for me because I listened to it last week. I think. Okay. Well, sometime earlier this week, it was a great episode. It was. And uh, Scott Snyder was on there. Uh, he was promoting his whole uh, comicsology deal. Yes. Which you. I'm wondering if that's how you introduced me to it. I was like, oh, this is one thing Jay talked about a while back where, you know, they gave exclusive right deals to a couple of uh, writers. Yep. And um, it was a matter of he wasn't even supposed to tell the audience that if you were a prime member, you get these for free anyway. Because <laughs> it was a matter of he was trying, he was supposed to be selling Comixology uh, subscriptions. Uh, was it yeah. Comixology Unlimited or yeah. whatever? Basically, the subscription service, which I don't even remember how much that is anymore. I'm curious because, you know, it's probably smart to do that at some point. Yeah. <laughs> you want to get a really big library, but it was a. He had a great. He was. He did a great thing where he not only uh, promoted his own work, but he really gave a his his synopsis and his theory of how the comic industry should be going. Yeah, and I couldn't agree more with what he was saying. Where he, where you need to get as many readers as you can get. Mm-hmm. And if it costs them a dollar, if it costs them a subscription service to comicsology for 10 bucks a month or five, whatever that is, yeah. a month, and get them in the, get them in. And he's like the whole, when we're talking floppy versus digital, which I'm not really talking floppy versus digital. I'm talking floppy versus, I think you and I are more trade readers more than anything. I think we both agree. Yeah. I enjoy point. a trade more than I do a floppy. Yeah. To be honest with you. Um, it's not even because of price point or if I can get it from a library, it just makes it easier to read a, a large amount in order without having to see if I missed something along the way or try to tr- track down those back issues. Yeah. Which is, which is, although it's fun in certain ways in other ways, when you're a busy parent, you don't have a lot of time to go do the old, you know, yep. the old hunts you used to do. Well, so and doing, I think the trade won't stop. Right. Yeah. So I think comic book writers have moved that way anyway, because 
you don't have the one-shot issue anymore. You have a six-issue arc for almost everything. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and it is. And sometimes but some can still be fillers at the end there. Yeah. It feels like sometimes. But my, what he was saying, though, that I found interesting was digital and floppy or print is what I should be calling it. Sorry, I'll call it yeah. print. We'll throw trade and floppies together in this, in this talk that he had was they should be really working in conjunction where if you put out a digital comic that people like, your true hardcore fan is going to want to go get the print. Yeah. They're going to want to go buy it because you're going to have your reader and you're going to have your collector. There's two different things. They should be appealing to both. Yeah. And I could not have agreed more because actually he caught you on that. That's kind of what you are. Yeah. Where you might find something, you're like, I want that for the library. And you'll yep. put it in your library so that you can do whatever you want with it because you're a collector as well. You're many, many comic fans are not only just readers, but they're collectors and they're also completionists where yes. they don't, when they get something, they want the whole thing. So they can either share it with somebody else or go back to it at a certain point in time going, Hey, I really enjoyed reading that. I'm going to do a reread. I can just go through all of it. Yep. And I thought his passion for what he was saying was not only intelligent by the fact that it made total sense why more writers or the comic industry isn't trying to follow that kind of threw me through it, it kind of threw me through a loop there just to go huh this guy's making the most sense <laughs> you know what i mean this, this guy knows what he's talking about yeah and it because i'm a i'm a digital guy too because it's just when it comes down when it comes to price i'll buy a bunch in digital just to make it affordable to do so and if it's something i love Sure, I'll add it to the collection. I have. I don't have a library as large as yours, but I still have a ton that I want in print. Because I think you're like I am. I always want the print. I always want a physical hard copy oh, yeah. more than I want digital. It's just sometimes with space constraints and price, you're gonna just go digital. It's well, just I pay ten bucks a month for the Marvel app, and I get every single thing that comes out three months ago, yeah. and then almost everything in the library. Yeah, I mean. I, Okay, I, I read my three X-Men comics this week. I can go back and find something I haven't read in 20 years or something I missed out on in one of those periods was where I wasn't buying anything. Yeah. And, and he, he talked about that a little bit as far as the uh, historical books, you yeah. know, the older stuff. Yeah. And then I can I can mark a book on the app and be like, hey, Madeline, I think this one's right up your alley. Pull it up on mm -hmm. your phone. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I just I, I found the discussion about the industry really, really riveting, to be honest with you, because that's something that we don't get to hear very much about other than what we're talking about now, where you get worried where you hear things like Warner Brothers or AT&T wants to dump the line. Then you go, OK, how is that going to impact the books? Because there's people like us, although, we, of course, we love the movies and we enjoy them. But if you do something to our books, that's going to piss us off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what we love. You know, we love those books. Well, um, because that's, the, that's we, we, we get to have a level of enjoyment from the movies that the lay person doesn't get to enjoy. They, um, they get the enjoyment secondhand because you come out of a movie and you talk to somebody and they're like, what's the deal with this character? What, mm -hmm. what storyline were they using for this? And usually yeah. I can explain the whole thing to them. Yeah. And that's always the big thing after a Marvel movie is like, well, what do you think they're going to do next? And I can usually tell them a good idea based off what I've read. Yeah. Here, kill kill like one minute. I need to run upstairs and grab a book real quick because I okay. need the book to order. To I got to grab a beer, it. so. All right, hold on.
All right. Sorry about that. No, perfect timing. All right. So, of course, I read my uh, Nightwing stuff I told you about. And I'll be getting the rest of the Nightwing run uh, shortly. But I did also order a bunch of my Spider-Man stuff to get re-caught up on Spider-Man about the stuff because I'm still on my run on that. But um, when I was at the library picking up some of my Spider-Man books, I came across two image books. No, sorry, let me see. I don't know who published this. Yeah, no, two image books, which I should not have been doing right because then you're like, oh, getting more books that I can't keep up with, <laughs> right? But man, they were so good. I needed to share them with you. So this is, you know, we're kind of getting to that point where we tell each other what we were kind of reading or watching, yeah. you know, between the last podcast. And I'll do the less complicated one first. <laughs> okay. I'll show it to you here. Can you read it? Moonshine. Moonshine. Have you heard of it? I've not, but I saw Brian Azzarello and... Uh... Eduardo Riso. Yep. So this is our 100 Bullets compatriots that yes. do a lot of team-up work. They... they I don't know if they're exclusive to one another, but man, they do a lot of books together. They do a whole lot of books together. Um, this is so good, Jay, <laughs> because it's a it's it's it belongs in image because it's not a superhero book by any means. Right. This is an Appalachian noir book, if I can call it that. Okay. So you're in the hills of West Virginia, kind of thing. And it's about bootlegging. Okay. And I'll leave it at that because if I tell you anymore, it's going to spoil it. I okay. Think. I, I, I wrote it down. So I, I don't know what else to say about it except it's so good because it's, it's Brian Azzarello doing his most Brian Azzarello book. Yeah. If you're a fan of Brian Azzarello. Yes. And he does it so well. <laughs> it's yeah. so good. And, it, and I thought it was going to be a one shot, like a, a, a one trade book and that's it. Yeah. No, it's ongoing apparently, I guess. And I've got to go get the next. I have no, to. It's yeah. Freaking good, man. Really good. Uh, quick read. Read it in a day. Okay. So really quick read. Um, artwork is your normal uh, Riso artwork, which is phenomenal for the noir thing. Yes. Um, definitely not for your children. To okay. Read. Okay. Yeah. Um, because there's there's some sex in there. That's why I, I yeah. gave you that one. Um, but man. I love it. Um, I'll, ru- I'll ruin it for you if I tell you any more, though. Okay. I really will. Here. I will jump to one I'm reading right now. Okay. Uh, so yeah. I went to V-Stock. They had a bunch of used trades for 99 cents. So I got Supreme Powers, which is actually the next one I'm reading. Yeah, uh, great. Mad- I love it. Madeline read it. She loved it. Oh, yeah. So, Super uh, good. But I'm reading Desolation Jones. It's, it's a... Warren Ellis Wildstorm book back when Wildstorm oh. like early days. Yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be super weird. <laughs> so the title character is a former spy. Okay. That gets decommissioned. And apparently they everywhere in the world sends their spies to Los Angeles, and that's where they're confined to. And so okay. what he is is he's an investigator in all of these spies. So if something happens in the spy world there, he investigates it. So this guy hires him to find a stolen movie out of his personal collection. Pam and Tommy. What? <laughs> it's like Pam and Tommy is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> was, no, I hear you. Except yeah. it was Adolf okay. Hitler. Oh. 
I'll borrow that one. I'll borrow it. Now you got it's, me. Now you got me. You got me hooked. Okay. It's, it's crazy. Is this, is this super weird? Dude, is this Warren Ellis when he's on acid? Super weird stuff. Uh, almost. Uh, I don't know if I can do it. Then. It's I'll, really I'll weird. But... How about this? I'll do a flip through read and see All if right. I can keep up with it. And, and uh, art by J.H. Williams third. Oh, I love him. Yeah. 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 It, his, his work on Batwoman is amazing. Yes, it is. His artwork on Batman is really good. Yeah. So it it's it's an interesting book. Well worth the ninety nine cents I paid for it. Mm-hmm. What else did you pick up? Anything else? Um, yeah, I picked up two other trades, and I'm drawing a blank on what they are right now. This and Supreme Powers were the two I was most excited about finding. Okay. I'll save this one for that because I left the other one upstairs. I'll bring it back to you. Um, okay. I did finish Black Hammer. Okay. The first the first uh first trade. Yeah. I love it because yeah. it's, it's him doing what he does. He God, it's so good. Oh my God! There's a reason why that thing got a lot of hype or a lot of not hype uh, awards is what I should have said. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, not not enough hype, I guess. Um, I love the, the fact the, that it was all familiar like characters, but a new twist on them. Correct. Um, Madam Dragonfly seemed to be super. God, that was depressing almost. Yes. <laughs> Her backstory is really sad. Um, Gail, Go- Gail Golden, she makes me super sad yes. as well with what's going on with her. But she, her powers aren't where every time she uses her power, she de-ages. As far as she gets younger and younger and younger and younger. Yeah. She just turns into a 12-year-old kid. I guess what happened was she turned into her superpower self as the kid. Yeah. And then something happened where they're stuck in, on the farm and she can't revert back to her normal age. Yeah, they go into it later. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So that story makes me a little sad. To be honest with you, the breakout star of this, although they, they're trying to make um, Slam, Abraham Slam, yeah. your main character. Yeah. To be honest with you, your breakout character in this entire thing, to be honest with you, is Barbalian. Do you agree with me on that? In the first trade. In the first trade. Okay. So maybe he becomes a little bit more of a back character in the other ones. But he stood out to me a lot yes. in this first trade. A yeah. whole lot. Um, because of... He's not... When he's an alien, I guess in, in the Martian races, I guess he's gay in Mar- on Mars as well. But then on Earth, I guess he's gay, but he can't be or something. He's just trying to find out who he is kind of thing. Yeah. And, and his struggle of trying to be who he wants to be it's well done. It, and I don't, is Jeff, is, is, is Lamar, is he, is he gay? I don't know if he is or not. If, if I don't whatever the so. case is, he writes it very well. He's not trying to get at well, he, the, the, Not only no, is he an outcast because he's a Martian, but he's also yeah. an outcast because he's gay. So yeah. he's already, when he comes to earth, he already feels like he's out of place. Correct. And then when he makes the move on his partner, Correct. Yeah, that that scene it, stood out a lot. Man. It just that was kills heartbreaking you. for me. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Just a good book. It is. And I'm excited. I'll read. The, I think I have the second one from you, so I'll be yeah. reading that one. It's it's on my nightstand to read. Um, I good great recommendation. You 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 didn't go wrong. Yeah, I, I love it. It's a great book. Um, there's so much to it though. I'm kind of taking a break just because I need to go to something different. Yeah. Because I will say this, it was not a fast read. Not saying no. it's a bad read. It just wasn't fast though either. Yeah, and I don't know what that what to attribute to that. To be honest with you, I don't, yeah. I don't know. But um, man, great book, great book. Black Hammer, recommend yeah. that one. I'm I'm excited where they're gonna go. I guess our cliffhanger is really just trying to figure out 
I guess they're in a different dimension somehow, and how are we get back to our dimension? Because eventually they get back to Earth One, or if we want to call it that, Earth Prime, whatever you want to say, yeah, to be able to cross over the Justice League, I guess. But um, the whole the Justice League stuff, I think, actually takes place before anything. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, okay, interesting. But interesting. It, I found a recommended reading order, and so that came later on in the reading order. Okay, gotcha. So, so should I not be reading it in trade order, or we? Are, no, you'll I, have to give me the books I, in the order that you think I should read them. I that? gave it to you in the order that I've been reading them. So, okay, gotcha. Okay, so I'll give you the last thing I've read. Okay, which was the library find that I wasn't trying. I don't know why I do this. I just kind of browse through the comic book section of the library. And just I do kind it of, every time too. I, I find it. I find it interesting to go. What are other people reading? What yeah. do they get sent to the library? Because basically it's other people getting books shipped in and they return to that library and they just kind of throw it back on the shelf unless someone else asks for it. Right. So I'm like, okay, what are other people reading right now? So then that, the next one I read was, I don't know if you've heard of it, Undiscovered Country. I think I've heard of that. Scott Snyder and Charles Soule collaboration okay. as writers. This is so up your alley okay. because it's got a little bit of weirdness to it. Yeah. Freaking awesome. A freaking awesome book. And the reason I needed to grab the book was there's a timeline in here that I wanted to reference. But the premise of the book is that something happens, a, 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 a virus hits the world. Okay. Okay. So it has the tones. I don't, I'll have to see, I have to check what data is published, but. A little on the nose for the COVID stuff, right? right? A little on the nose saying, hey, a virus that everyone's getting no matter what. It's just you're getting it whether you do anything or not. Um, but what happened was the United States went through what's called the great sealing. Spell, not sealing as in your ceiling, but like to seal something off. Yeah. Okay. And the book did a timeline from eight years before the great ceiling of the United States. So basically they built walls and here's the cover. If you can see it, I don't know if the light kind of shade, do you see where it's missing? You've got Canada up here yeah, and you know, Central America down here. And basically this whole thing wall all around it. Okay. And it said any U S citizen that didn't get inside the United States before the wall shut out, you're left out. You can't get in Hmm. no matter what they're sealing it off. If you're not, if you're not an American citizen, you're out. They'll yeah. take you out. If you, but unless you, there's on the timeline, except if you are a citizen of extraordinary ability or something like that, basically. And that's an actual real visa. What was so interesting about that? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that actually exists out there. <laughs> so basically, think tank people or people that you know invent stuff that they want here in the states. So the timeline was pretty incredible. How they break it down this. The fact that you don't read this until after the book is done and you go back and read about all this, this is really cool. Yeah. And one of the really awesome things was Snyder and Soul wrote an essay uh, at the end of the book speaking of how the book came to be. Yeah. And that was really fascinating to read about that because to give you a little bit of it without spoiling it, they visited um, the CIA and they went to what's called DARPA. And DARPA is an acronym for the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. Okay. And so what that's for, it's for the, they're responsible for the development of advanced technologies for the military. Okay. 
I'll leave it at that because it might spoil some of the book for you if you ever decide to get around to it. I know you. I know you write them down. It's just a matter of you ever get around to finding it or wanting to read it. Yeah. But um, just so cool that you had your Batman writer and at the time your Daredevil writer that wanted to collaborate. Yeah. I was like on the nose for the two characters that kind of really match up really well. You yeah. know, I at least I've always felt that way. I felt that Daredevil and Batman are really good together. Um, they line up well. Yeah. And so it's just an interesting thing about, I, I guess, again, to simplify the premise of the book, it's about a group of people that are selected to try to get into the United States because apparently the United States has the cure for the virus that's killing the entire world. Yeah. And I'll leave it at that. So okay. kind of post-apocalyptic and I'll throw this at you with a little bit of a Mad Max vibe in there too. Okay. And it's really cool. <laughs> like yeah. some of the weirdness, like, you know, I don't deal with weird very well. Yeah. This has a little bit of weird in it, but it's just the right amount of weird for me to go. Yep. I'm down. I was hoping it was a one shot. Nope. Continuing book. <laughs> I've got to go course. get the next one. So yeah, man, it was really cool. Um, the essay was amazing to read at the end about the collaboration. That yeah. was one of my favorite parts about the book was that essay. And then the timeline was really cool where it goes, Oh, okay. This reminds me now kind of a Hickman book a little bit Yeah. to give you kind of a map of where you're going next. And you just really want to see where everything goes from there. And so I'm super excited about where that's going to go. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny though. Uh, the quote on the front of the book was, from Robert Kirkman, yeah, um, saying the next Walking Dead, more like the first undiscovered country. Don't sleep on this book. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, look at that! Nice. The next Walking Dead, and I was like, If they get to a point where it kind of gets Walking Dead ish, cool, yeah, I can see where a little bit of the comparison comes in because of a group of people coming together, kind of thing, yeah, but beyond that. Not really seeing that comparison too much, but I'm open for it and I'm really curious where the next book goes. So it was, it's not. Okay, I hold Sweet Tooth in huge high regard, right? Yeah. How hyped up I was after I read it. Yeah. Um, really liking Black Hammer, and I'm kind of putting Undiscovered Country a little bit below that, about okay. how excited I am about it. Yeah. So, but still, a lot of praise for it. I'm excited about it. Um, after watching Snyder on the podcast, or you know, listening and watching, you know, it's kind of had on YouTube. After yeah. hearing that, I kind of want to support this guy a little more. And yeah. I'm really, I, I liked his stuff. Um, I love his Batman stuff a lot. Easily enough, who doesn't look? I don't know. I haven't heard a lot of people complain about Snyder's stuff. Have you ever seen anyone that shows that they hate Snyder and said they really hated his take on Batman? Um, no, not the Earth One stuff, but like the I've heard, or I've heard some mixed on the Dark Knight Metal stuff. That that I could I could see that, but man, you got that freaking Joker out of it, so yeah, screw that. That's what I do that. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Those I, I've been reading a lot more than doing much else um, as far as watching, which I did do a lot of watching, but I'll, I'll let you get back to it. What, um, okay. Is there any other topics you want to hit on or you just want to kind of go over homework that we did? No, we can just keep going on this stuff because I've got another book okay. I read. Okay. Uh, the Batman, The Man Who Laughs. Yeah. It was uh, Brubaker's uh, from his detective run. And it was kind of like the I think first. The reason why I can't find this is because I think I have floppies of this. Okay. I'm pretty sure of the floppies, yeah. Yeah, because it's actually got two different stories in it. And the first one's kind of the first Joker story after the Red Hood stuff. Okay. Um, pretty entertaining. It was, uh, they're trying to figure out why the Joker is the way he was and discover who is, he was. Is this the one where he 
isn't it like a, a convertible or he's like getting away with somebody and there's a, a no name guy that he like kind of takes with him on a journey a little bit. No, this is, um, cause I've read it. I know I've read this. I just need you to kind of jog my memory on it. Uh, let's see. I don't have the book in front of me. Um, okay. basically they find this like warehouse that has all these mutilated bodies in it and they don't know who did it. But then, like, the next night, there's a TV reporter that gets the Joker face on TV. Yeah. And they find out she was infected with something. And then the Joker breaks in and says, I'm coming I'm coming for this rich person in Gotham. He's, yeah. he's going to die at midnight. And so Gotham PD's there, Batman's there, and they're watching for someone to attack, and all of a sudden, he turns into a Joker. Hmm. And they're like, I'm trying to it's just not reading a bill. I know for a fact I've read this. I'd have to go get my Batman books yeah. out to be honest with you and reread it. it was, but you're, you, I would, I would, I, if, from knowing it's Brubaker and it's Batman, I know it's good. Yes. I, I would recommend it. I, um, I really enjoyed it. Um, and then there was a second story um, where the original Green Lantern, Alan Scott, was the original mm-hmm. guardian of Gotham. And there was an unsolved murder from his time that pops back up. And they think it's a copycat killer, and him and Batman work together to solve Interesting. It. That was part of the same trade? Yeah. They were two separate stories that they just collected together, I think, to capitalize on the Batman being on the theaters. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I have to try it. That sounds really good to me, actually, to be honest with you, the yeah. Alan Scott one. That sounds really cool. Yeah. So, written by Brew Raker, uh, art by Doug Mankey. Yeah. Oh, man. God, I love his work on Green Lantern. That makes sense if he did a Green Lantern book with him. He's yeah. going to be in Kansas City next weekend, so I'm going to get him the second grade. Man, I got I I don't know if I have enough of his uh Green Lantern stuff on. I I had a there was a while there where I was collecting or you know buying Green Lantern for a little bit there. Man, yeah. I love his book. But I don't know if it's because I'm getting it mixed up with all the stuff I got from the library because doing the Jeff Johns run of Green Lantern, mm-hmm. it wasn't just Green Lantern, it was also the uh Core books, Green Lantern core yeah. books. I think Tomasi did some work with Mankey, if I remember correctly. Okay. And, oh, those two worked really well together. Yeah. Usually Tomasi. I know Tomasi does a lot of his work with somebody else. I'm trying to remember his name that he does a lot of his work with. Um, Gleason. And I think Gleason did oh, some yeah. work with him on uh, Green Lantern as well. But yeah, Mankey. Is it Mankey or Mankey? How you pronounce it? I think it's Mankey. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, he did under the red his work, hood. His artwork, I love his his work on Green Lantern's amazing. I love it. His his style with Green Lantern works really well. Yeah. So he did under the red hood. He mm-hmm. did uh, the first Superman Batman trade. It looks like Final Crisis. Nice. Uh, some masks stuff. Uh, yes, Green Lantern Volume One Sinestro with Jeff there Jones. You go. There you go. That's where I remember from. I'll see if I have any of Oh, he did Blackest Night as well. That's all good. And then, I know you hate Green Lantern, but man, if you were going to do a Green Lantern read at all, I'm telling you, it's good. I loved it. I lo- the whole the the spectrum of color stuff was just so well done. Yeah, it's a lot to take on, though, man. It's a long read, and it's a lot of books. Yeah, it's a lot of books. So Superman, he did uh, Son of Superman with Tomasi. Nice. Yep. Oh, that's a great book too. Son of Superman. God, that, that whole Superman runs good, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. You should read it. it. Well, how about this? I wouldn't have you read it. If you don't want to read it, if Madeline's into um, 
John Kent. Yeah. Then she should do that whole run. She should do the the whole Batman Rebirth. Or not, I'm sorry. Superman Rebirth. She had the first trade. She couldn't get into it. Really? Yeah. Oh, so good. Now, mind you, you had to read a little bit of the New 52 stuff prior to get to where you're at with Rebirth. They did. Rebirth really wasn't your retcon that you're really looking for. They did carry over a bunch of stuff. And they did that with Nightwing, too, which surprised me because they carried over a shit ton of stuff from new 52 so they yeah. didn't really just turn their back on it completely which is why i thought the whole thing about rebirth was was just it was basically them turning their back on dan didio saying we're turning our back on your new 52 nonsense and we're just starting from scratch is what you thought rebirth was supposed to be yeah and i think they kind of pick and chose what they wanted to pull with them i guess yeah mm-hmm. So no, I'm glad you. I'm glad I, I. I'd have to go look through my floppies. I could swear because when I saw the, I, cause you had the book on your your table last week when I was there. Yeah, and that cover is super familiar to me for some reason. So I know I read that at some point in time. Yeah, I'm just, it's just not ringing a bell for me as far as remembering it very well. All right, so I did hit up quite a few movies this week. You did? Oh, did you do any homework movies or just movies you wanted to watch? I just kind of went on whatever <laughs> streaming service and found something. Okay, so what? what give right. me, give me your first one. What'd you okay, watch? First one, Bad Rap. It's about Asian rappers. It's from 2016. And <laughs> this it, is something you would watch. I swear to God, I give you movies that everyone has heard of, and you go, "No, I'm gonna watch the Asian rapper movie no one has ever heard of." <laughs> it had Aquafina in it though, talking about her early career. Gotcha. Okay, oh, that, that's the only one I heard of. Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah. she rapped. Okay. Her stuff wasn't actually that bad. Yeah, she, her voice is so unique. You yes. Know? Yeah. So it was all right. Um, okay. The first better one I watched was uh, Vacation Friends with John Cena and Lil Ray. Okay. I've, I've, I've heard it and I want to watch it. I do. I do want to watch it. But it looks a little over the top. Is it going to be funny like I enjoy it? Or Okay. Using Game Night as our kind of uh, – because we remember we were talking about tag and Game Night. Yeah. Those level of comedies we're talking about. Where would you rank it? Is it below that or kind of like right on par? It's a notch below those. Yeah, okay. And there's a lot more there's a lot more to the story than I thought cuz it's not just them going through a whole vacation together. It's like okay. the aftermath of it too. Oh god. Okay. So is it John Cena being is it kind of it almost has a feeling of like um it feels like a John Candy movie. You know what I mean? Where yeah. it's almost like Uncle Buckish, I guess a little bit. Maybe not even Uncle yeah. Buck. I don't know if I do he's Uncle the Buck. Only, he's like the unwanted person in the movie, like you know, hey, I have yeah. I'm having my family vacation and you're around and I don't want you there. Get out of here, kind of thing. So I guess maybe that's the worst synopsis to use there or comparison. Is yeah. Said. No, but I get but, uh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of along those lines. Okay, because that's very 80s. That's that's almost like a callback to an 80s type movie. To be honest, it reminded me more. Of... What about Bob? What about Bob? Kind of like that. Kind of. Uh, okay, more like that. More like that's that. a great Bill Murray movie. That's yeah. why I said that. <laughs> we might have to do Bill Murray next week, right? Yeah. So, it, it was it was good. Um, on a five, I, I'd give it a three. But it's on Netflix or something like that. Um, I think Amazon Prime. Prime. Okay. I, it's it's, it's so it's, streaming. it's easily available. Okay. All right. The next one I watched was called The Wave. And it was very Donnie Darko like. I haven't seen it, but I think it sounds familiar to me for some reason. It's give me, give me your... Justin Long. Okay. And um, drawing a blank on the guy's name now. Uh, the guy played Turk on Scrubs. Okay. Donald Faison. Yeah, no, 
Yeah, okay. So Justin Long is an attorney that, or, yeah, he's an attorney for an insurance company, and he makes this big find. And he goes out that night with Donald Faison to celebrate and takes a drug, and all of a sudden everything is jumping throughout time of his life. Oh man, I don't, Jay. I don't know about this one. It, it's definitely. <laughs> I think you lost weird. me. It, it's weird. I think you lost me. And here's you, the thing: I love Donnie Darko. When you give yeah. me a Donnie Darko comparison, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm on board. But then you say that, I'm like, oh man, I don't know. Okay. It's drug induced Donnie Darko. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe. Okay. What'd you give Maybe. it? Four, out of five, what'd you give it? I'd give it a four. Really? You like yeah. it that much? Wow. I, like Donnie Darko is a five for me, so it's yeah, below exactly. Donnie Darko. It had some really funny moments. It had just trying to figure it out. Got it kept me thinking the whole time. Okay, and I like right. that. Okay, speaking of Donnie Darko, is it bad that because uh, you saying that made me think of Jake Gyllenhaal mm-hmm. and saying, "Is it bad that I kind of want to see that ambulance movie that he's in that's coming out in the summer?" It's a Michael uh, Bay movie, which we know what's going to be. Yeah. Like I saw the previews. I kinda wanna, but I kind of really want to see because Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal's been, he's had so many, so few misses lately. Yeah. Just about everything he's in is really good. And yeah. I'm like. And if it's Michael Bay, it's going to be dumb, mindless movie. Yeah. Which you need every once in a while. I don't think I should see it in the theater. I'll watch when it comes out. Yeah. I have to. I'll watch yeah. when it comes out. That, that's, yeah. the, right. that's the best route. Okay. What you got? All right. Home team. With Kevin James, where he is, uh, the Sean co- Payton. Yes. Okay. Good How movie. was it? It was really was good. Yeah. Was it a faith-based movie? No. For some reason, I had that in my mind that it was because doesn't he coach his kid in high school or something like that in this movie? Um, no, it's more like Pee Wee football. Pee Wee. Okay. But gotcha. he hadn't been in his son's life for a few years because he's so busy in football. Like him and his yeah. wife are divorced, and she's married okay. to remarried to Rob Schneider. Ah, Rob Schneider's in a movie. Hey, yes. Rob got a role. <laughs> and and so it actually had his friend from King of Queens. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember the guy's name, and I didn't even recognize him. I was going through IMDb, and I'm like, "Were you were you a big King of King King of Queens uh, watcher? Not really. It had okay. I I saw some episodes, and they were funny, but it's not something I'd go out of my way for. I have neither. Like, only thing I tell you is that it's got the Leah Remedy. How yeah. do you pronounce her name? She's in it, and then but it's also got George Costanza's dad in it. And I love yes. George Costanza's dad, Jerry Stiller. So if he is decent, uh, that's good. But I mean, okay, yeah. I'm trying to think of who the the character you're talking about. I don't know the show well enough to know who the friend is, but yeah. I've seen this has come up across my Netflix thing more than once, where I'm like, I almost click on it. But it's Kevin James. I'm not a big Kevin James fan. I'm really not. I don't enjoy him that much. And that's what held me back. But for just yeah. for some reason today, I'm like, all right, I'm going to give it a shot. You hit click and it was all right. That's yeah. good. Yeah, like, cool. Three and a half out of five. <laughs> so it sounds like it's a decent sports movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's got a good message. It's probably something I could watch with the kids and they'd get a kick out of. I'm going to give you a sports movie. And okay. I'm curious about what your take is on it. I, I don't even know if I ever brought it up. It's been so long since I've watched it. Okay. I don't. I always forget to bring up certain movies to you that I've seen, and I just I don't know where I ran across it. I don't remember the name of it, but if you pop it in real quick, it's one of Ben Affleck's most recent ones where he's a basketball coach. Did uh, you ever watch that one? No, I haven't, but I heard it was really good. It's actually pretty decent. It's pretty decent, and he does a pretty decent job. And I'd recommend it if you're gonna if you're gonna kick for sports movies. Um, that one's pretty darn. It's pretty darn good. I like that one a lot. 
I'm looking it See, up real quick. I need to bring up some stuff while you're talking so I can try to remind myself of some things I've watched. Because I know there's another movie I forgot to write oh. it down because if I don't write it down, I'll forget to talk to you about it. The Way Back. But there's some other one. The way, yes, there you go. Watch that one if you ever, if you ever get around to it. Oh, yeah. it's, it's pretty decent. But add it to your list of stuff that I tell you to watch that you don't watch. Okay. <laughs> I really want to see that one, so um, I'm writing it down. Um, next next week, I'm going to go through stuff that you've told me to watch. So, All right. Okay. Last one I had is another one from this year. It's called The Bubble by Judd Apatow, and it's on Netflix. And it's, Look, Is it a show or a movie? It's a movie. Okay. It's a satire making fun of making movies in the COVID bubble. Oh, okay. It's mm. got... Um, Karen Gillian, uh, Pascal mm-hmm. or Pedro Pascal, uh, All right. uh, one of the Keen Peel guys, not the horror movie guy, but the other one, yeah. Keegan Michael. Uh, Keegan Michael. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but but basically, like, <laughs> it's kind of making fun of Hollywood tropes. And yeah. like they're making an action movie, and it's all on green screen and they get to this place and they have to stay in their room for 12 days with no, or 14 days with no contact with anybody. And like in the middle of filming, there's a COVID scare. So they all have to quarantine again and then everyone gets sick. And they're like, the good news is it's only the flu. (laughs) And they're they're like, Oh, it's the flu. We can just power through. Right. And, and, And so like they're going to film and one of them, like, they're hanging from wires in front of a green screen and they're like climbing up the side of a cliff. And one of them's like, I'm not feeling so good. And then just vomits everywhere. Oh no. And then Leslie Mann's in it and she's like, Oh, I'm not feeling good either. And she just kind of passes out and her body's just hanging there. And, and <laughs> it's dumb humor, but just making fun of the tropes of Hollywood makes yeah. it entertaining. Okay. So is that, is that your last one that you watched? Yeah. That's the last one I watched. Okay. So oh, there here's was, one I forgot. There, Did there, I bring up? There, real quick, there was a good part where they're getting sick filming this, uh-huh. and like they pan over to the director who's Fred Armisen, and he's got one of the face shields on, and yeah. standing next to him is a PA. And when everyone's getting sick, she has the mask on, and she pukes all inside the mask. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Oh my god. So I thought I don't know. Did I ever talk to you about antlers? Yeah, I think so. You talked I rem- about animals. I rem- uh, I'm sure it was me though, because I could have swore one of your one of your other uh, the, the Jeremy guy you, you yeah. did some of your podcasts with. I could have swore maybe he was the one that watched it. Yeah, it might have been. More, it might have been him or Marcus. I can't remember who said they watched it too. And I watched this a long time ago actually, because I was it was a horror movie that came out on HBO. And I was really in- intrigued by it. Yeah. Possibly one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And that's sad because Carrie Russell's in it. And I love me some Carrie Russell. But this thing, it's awful. And then I looked again. And I was like, oh, now I know why it's really awful. Guillermo del Toro got his his, his uh, hands on it a little bit. <laughs> so my, 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 my war with Guillermo del Toro continues. Yeah, I think I, I, I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago on their show. Okay, gotcha. So, and I don't know if they liked it or not. I just... I thought it was absolute garbage to be yeah. honest with you. I couldn't stand it. Um, there's nothing else there. I, and I didn't watch a lot of uh, movies because yeah. you got me on a TV show kick. Okay. Um, I wrapped up all of us are dead. Yeah. Korean movies or f- 
TV shows are just weird. Yes, they are. <laughs> weird. It ended really odd. Like they're zombie. There's some that are zombies and not zombies. I don't know if this was a play on COVID where you can get COVID, but you don't have COVID or something like that. It felt like that. Yeah. What they were doing. I couldn't. It was the completionist in me that was just powering through this thing that was just dragging on and on and wouldn't stop. Yeah. I I won't ever recommend someone else to watch it, but it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Okay. So I'll give you that much. And it, it should be up my alley because it should be zombies. And I love just about everything zombies. I don't know if it was the teeny drama that was what ruined it for me. I don't know if it was just the breaking of the zombie rules a little bit because yeah. all of a sudden we have a zombie that's not a zombie. And that kind of bothered me a lot, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I, because then after I finished that, guess what I went to go back to take a guess. What's the thing I started watching after that hunger games or not hunger no, games, uh, squid games. I did. Yes. yes. I'm back on squid games just to go. Okay. I powered through this Korean crap. Let me go through and see if I get through this other Korean show. Squid Games was better, I thought. Squid Games. How many? How many episodes of Squid Games? Eight. How many episodes I think thing? eight or nine. If it stops at eight, I'm going to be okay with it. Yeah. If they drag this thing out for twelve episodes, like they did with All of Us Are Dead, no, that needed to be six episodes. Mm. I want. I, I, I don't know. Mm. Squid Game is better. I like. It. I'm enjoying it more because what it's doing is it's more playing on the part of. I don't know. I just, I, I want to try to give some kind of deep answer, I guess, but really maybe there's not, maybe it's just more well done. I, I, I don't know why. Cause I'm on episode six right now. Okay? okay. And I'm enjoying the old guy a lot. Yes. I really like this old guy. I'm feeling a lot of sympathy for the old guy. Um, we, we already got past the part where the main character four, five, six is his number. Yeah. Um, where he needs money, but, he won't take money. He's like, money can't solve all of our problems kind of thing. But yeah, he's keeps going back into the game because they got out of the game. Yes. They put themselves back into it, which was kind of weird to me. Yeah. Um, and then we met crazy woman, crazy woman kind of bothered me a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I think, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. But, uh, the, the games parts are the best part. Yes. It is. It is. It's, what does that say about us as a society that we're watching people get killed playing games, but yet that's still the best part of the show? I don't know what we're supposed to take from that. Is that what you enjoyed most about the show, too, or am I just kind of twisted like that? <laughs> I don't understand it. I, I really like the old guy, too. And so yeah. that, like, his story is what really pulled me in, and that's where yeah. the payoff is. Okay, good. So I'm hoping yeah. I'll, I'll enjoy it to that point. So what's more disturbing, that everyone enjoys the games or that our kids were talking about this show. Kids should not. This is not an appropriate show for kids by any means. No. But I understand the cultural phenomenon when things catch on that are big like this. Because when people saw Red Light, Green Light for the first time, they're like, okay, this yeah. is messed up. Let's all talk about how messed up this is. And truthfully, I probably would have let my kids watch it if it wasn't for the sex scene in the, the yeah. bathroom. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess there's a little bit of stuff later on too that I wouldn't want them to see, but I'd have to, I'd have to see the part. I, yeah. It's, it's too tame to be like, this isn't a uh, hostile. Yeah. Let's say you have on a spectrum of tameness. This isn't hostile, Yeah, but it's not, 
something that you'd find on ABC, <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. this is a Netflix show. But it's nine episodes. I'm almost done with episode six. Um, it's really the human drama. It's the, the human psychology is what they're playing into. Yeah, where they're having to really think outside the game before the game even starts to see how I survive. Yeah, and what are people willing to do to survive? Yeah, I, I get that part of it. I understand that. Like that makes sense to me on the show. So I don't know. I, I'm curious. I'll get. I'll finish it up just because I'm trying to be the completionist. I'm trying to be get done with it. Yeah. I'm so sad. I'm still trying to get through it where everyone else in the world has already finished <laughs> this thing. <laughs> but you know, I'm on. The, I'm on my Korean kick because you got me. Because I'm again. I'm trying to have conversations with you about stuff that we can both watch. Yeah. I'm just way behind on it. I, and what was the name of the other one where the behind the door thing and it's a girl. Is it oh. how long is that? Is that one super long too. <sighs> That one's longer. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. It's okay. it. It was probably below the other two shows. Gotcha. Okay. So I mean, that's what I, I've been working. I worked on those two to try to get through those. Um, I don't even think I've watched a movie uh, since we last spoke. But this is what I did do because you mentioned the whole Vikings Valhalla. Yeah. I jumped back on board to Vikings. Okay. That's the show you want to show. I forgot about how good this show is. Yeah. It is Game of Thrones with Vikings. Yes. It is so Game of Thrones without the magic, though. Mind you, there's no magic or dragons. There's yeah. speak of mag- there's speak of dragons, though. And there's speak of magic, too. It is it's such a good complimentary show to First Kingdom. Yes. Or not Last Kingdom. Last sorry. Kingdom, yeah. That if you were to try to jump on board with both shows simultaneously and kind of flip back and forth between the two, you get very it's actually to complement each other very well. I, I do. see. I would, I would think you'd get very confused. I've started the first few episodes of Last Kingdom. Okay. If I tried to watch them both at the same time, I would probably be lost. Like which character was from which show? Yeah. Yeah, you might. Because they're very true. similar. I, I mean, it's a lot of paganism versus uh, yeah. Christianity and yeah. and just being in the same era. Yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah, they're in the same era. But man, I'm I'm cruising through Vikings. I really am. I stayed up on Saturday. Till like four in the morning, I think, <laughs> watching wow. this because they kept rolling. I couldn't stop. It was so good. It was yeah. just really good. And they do good. They're really good at their cliffhangers as far as episode endings. And you just want to know what happens. Yeah. They're really good at that. So, I, as far as where I'm at in the show, there, I think I'm on the third season. And there's six seasons total. So I think I'm about yeah. halfway through. Um, it's definitely something I will be finishing because although my prediction about what Valhalla was about, mm-hmm. I think I'm completely wrong. Completely wrong about my prediction because I think it's one of his other sons, not the one I was thinking of. Okay. But then that makes me curious about how many, like, is Valhalla going to be a returning show kind of thing? Was Because it wasn't a movie, right? No, it, it was a show, and I think mm-hmm. I'm six or seven episodes into it. I haven't finished it either. I just get kind of tired of watching the same thing over and over, so I jump around a lot. Gotcha. So... I'll have to see how Ragnar. I, I guess Ragnar doesn't fit into Valhalla at all. I'm going to assume Ragnar's dead at that point. I think so. The, Interesting. The the main character of the original Vikings. Yeah. 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 I'm pretty sure he is. Okay, so I'm looking, and see, that's why I want to power through because I kind of am looking forward to this Netflix one, the new one. Yeah. I really am looking forward to. It. I want to see where that thing goes because I, I, I'm curious about the whole. I'll give you a quick synopsis of what Vikings is about. It's about wanting to bring the two people together. Like you said, the pagans and the Christians. Yeah. Ragnar, his main goal is to try to bring 
the worlds together. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's spoiling it. That, that really isn't. I think that goal is actually established pretty early on. Yeah. In the first season. So I just, it's so good. It's so good. It so is. it doesn't leave me a lot of time for movies, but I'm behind on movies now. And this is what happens all the time. Yep. Either I'll spend a ton of time reading and I'll fall behind on shows and movies, or I'll spend a lot of time on shows, not movies or vice versa. I yep. just, I don't know, man. I don't know where to where to go next because then I keep seeing previews about the whole uh, Better Call Saul. I guess the last season came out. Yes, and which means the fifth season came out on it. Netflix. Yep. So I'm tempted to click the button, man. But I know once I click that button, it's all over. I'm it's waiting. All over, See, man. I'm waiting until it's all done because I started the first yeah. season and I'm like, I'm not going to be able to wait eight mm-hmm. months for the new season to drop. So no, I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right, man. So I don't know. I don't know if there's really anything else on my radar that I've been wanting to watch as far as movies go. Yeah. Um, Cause Netflix, to be honest with you, man, nothing new. It's all old crap that you've either seen or it's just not something you care about watching. It seems know? like they're moving more to reality stuff that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause one of their big shows on there is why or why not or something like that. Like, yeah. Or the ultimatum, like you have yes, to marry the them. Yes, ultimatum. Like I that. saw on there. I'm like, oh, I don't want to watch this crap. Yeah. So I, I'm not. I, I think I'm gonna let you know, Jay. I don't think I'm ever going back to Sweet Tooth. I don't think I'm going to. Uh, I don't know if I'm ever going to find time see, that I'm I, going to work to go back to it. I just don't know. I don't know. There was. It just didn't do anything for me at all. Uh, at see, all, man. It was different enough. It really kept my interest in it. And when it got to the same place at the end of season one, I'm like, all right. I, I liked it. It's not. It's not the same, but I liked what they did. Only thing I'll give you is that it's eight episodes. So yeah, it won't be as hard. Is it eight or was it maybe six? I'll do, maybe I'll do what I've been doing with Squid Games, which is I'm not really. It's it's completely background. I think yeah. I'm missing a lot, but at least I'm catching some of it to yeah. say at least I'm going with it at all. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'll have to do with Sweet Tooth. Maybe that I'll just have to bite the bullet on that and do it that way. Yeah, because otherwise I don't think I'll, I'll ever sit down and really watch with all my attention. I don't think I'll get, I I don't think I'll let my time do that because I'd rather watch Vikings at this point, to be honest with you. So yeah, man. Uh, And the only other thing I was going to bring up just to say, Hey, don't know if you've noticed this or not. Cause I don't, I don't know if you're watching the blues at all. Cause I've got them on right now. Okay. I watched every blues game. Yeah. Uh, I I let it, I let it play. And then I watched the replays. What I do. Hey, real Um, quick. I got to take a piss. You want to hold on for a minute and we'll get back to it. Yeah, 
All right. Oh, that's better. <laughs> no, the only thing I was going to bring up about it was I didn't know if you I don't know if you watched the uh, Blues vs Bruins game and even the game before that when I believe they played the Coyotes. That's one of the games. But I'm noticing at all sports arenas. Guess what song they're playing at all sports arenas now? What? Peacemaker. They're playing oh, the Peacemaker. Everywhere. It's hilarious. And every time it comes on, I go, yes, this is amazing. I'm so glad that song is making it. It's, some, it's caught on, man. I'm telling yeah. you, it's so catchy. That, that thing is unbelievable. Oh, it just, it brings so much joy to my heart to hear it at, being played at, at, at arenas now. It's, it's the song I wish they would start playing now every time they score a goal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wish they would too, to be honest with you. So I don't know if you've seen, but Marcus posts that about once a week. And I watch it every time you post yes. it. I watch it all the time, dude. I, I can't I can't stop myself. I can't stop myself. Yeah. But um one other thing I was gonna bring up was as far as you know, giving ourselves homework. I, again, I, I'm working my way through Vikings, but I was gonna see if you started it or you would recommend it or you've heard to someone to say, Yeah, go ahead and spend your time on it. Um, because Hulu's got a couple of shows out that have been getting some good reviews. The dropout with uh it's got the Amanda Seafried lady in it. Um I haven't heard of it. It's about the story of Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos. She was a self-made billionaire, but then things got out of control and she lost everything. Hmm. I, I, vague, I, I vaguely remember hearing something about it, but I don't know anybody. Theranos should sound familiar. That was in the news. It was a big story in the news. Yeah. And the other thing was the thing about Pam, which is about, um, oh, what oh, is it? That about? was the local story. The Pam, woman. Pam Hupp. It's, yeah, here in St. Louis, yeah. right? So it's about like, she killed out, somebody. Out right? here in my area. Yeah, so that's what I was saying. I think I really want to watch it because of the St. Louis, you yeah. know, relation to it. I just don't know how many episodes it is, and it's an NBC show. And, and it's, so I'm like, how good? How good that could that be? It's a mini series. I've heard it's really good, but I think okay. it's still going on right now. Well, it's at six episodes in right now, and they're okay. all forty some odd minutes. So those are pretty long, as far as you know. So they're hour. They're excuse me, it's an hour show, and they're yeah. the forty minutes with commercials taken out or whatever. So yeah. Aaron, Aaron wants to see it, so we'll sit down and watch it at some point. Okay. And there's one more I wanted to bring up. It was The Girl from Plainville. I don't know about that. Um, let me read this one. It, it popped up uh, the other day while I was watching something on Hulu. I can't remember what I was watching. But uh, The Girl from Plainville is inspired by the true story of Michelle Carter's unprecedented texting suicide case based on the Esquire article of the same name by Jesse Barron. The limited series explores Carter's relationship with Conrad... Uh, Roy the third and the events that led to his death and later her conviction of involuntary manslaughter. So based on a true story. So basically cyberbullying gone to the nth degree. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. um, Hmm. Something to watch. So I think that's one I want to check out. Okay. So Hulu's got those three shows. Plus they got Pam and Tommy. Did you ever watch Pam and Tommy? I didn't watch it. I've heard nothing but great things about it. That's the reason why, but it's, you know, it's Pam and Tommy. We all know the story. So what really is it a watchable book? Just Sebastian Stan act like Tommy. Yeah, I guess. I mean, but think about that, man. It's uh, I got it pulled up right now. It's eight episodes, fifty minute, fifty to thirty. Well, some are thirty minutes, some are fifty. Hmm. So I mean, that's a lot of devotion. To that stupid story. How can they have eight episodes that long about that story? I didn't realize there's that much to it. Well, because I think they do a lot of lead up and how they get together, and then the fall on of it all. Okay. Um, and then there's there's two movies I kind of got my eye on, but mm-hmm. I haven't pulled the trigger on. I was going to see if you heard of them or got any recommendations on them. Okay. Uh, Deep Waters, Affleck movie, a psychological thriller. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about that. Okay. So 
nothing on that one. And then the next one is No Exit, but this is kind of the, it's a horror movie, so I don't know. It's stranded in a blizzard, um, trying to find shelter, uh, adopted in a van, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. normal normal horror tropes. It's on a Hulu. Yeah. Trying to, trying to keep my horror movies, um, you know, try to stay up on those. Because there's there's one other one that speaking of Sebastian Stan, he's in a movie called I think it's called Fresh. It's okay. a horror movie. I don't know if you heard that one. No. Uh, Jen Watson, she says it's actually really good. I was like, why did you watch it without me? And yeah. she just does it to me sometimes. So, so I got that one. That's on that's on the back burner. I haven't gotten to yet. But um, yeah, man. I, I I think Vikings will. I'll try to work through that as fast as I can. Yeah. And then jump over. So as far as. Uh, Movies go. Do you have anything I should watch? Like out of the ones you said, which which one would be the one I need to watch? Um, the home team would be a good one to watch with the kids. Oh, I'm so glad you just said that. I forgot the best movie I've watched. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I need to talk about this movie because you need to watch this with your chi- with your kids. Okay, it's the perfect. It's the best family movie I've seen in a long time. Okay. I think there's been a lot of crap that's come out because yeah. I watched Encanto and it won Best Picture. Encanto was okay in my yeah. opinion. I didn't think it was the best Disney movie. It was good. It was, some of the music was catchy. Um, Turning Red. I have no interest in watching Turning Red. Uh, and she watched it. She's the only one that watched it. No, Katie watched it too. They both liked it. But there's a lot of controversy around that movie. Um, I would I would probably watch that one just because it's Pixar. Yeah. Uh, and I, but it's... Mm. I don't know. Yeah. But the one I am going to recommend that's amazingly good mm-hmm. is The Mitchells versus the Machines. Okay. Have you heard of it? I've heard of it. It's on Netflix. Okay. Danny McBride voices the dad and then it's uh Maya Rudolph is the mom. Yeah. And then the two kids are two unknowns that I've never heard of. Um Annie Jacobson or something like that, I think is her name. She's the main character. Um it's about a kid that wants to go to film school out in California and some ridiculousness occurs from there. Just heartwarming, like multiple laugh out loud. Like I was laughing so loud and says, you're going to wake up the neighbors with how loud I was laughing. <laughs> Cause we, I was just enjoying it so much. Yeah. The Mitchell's versus the machines. And it actually caught my attention because uh, Bernard mentioned on his top 10 of 2020. Yeah. Movies. So when he, I had just gotten around to listening to that episode of their of their podcast, and um, he'd mentioned that, and I was like, okay, hey, it's a kids movie, so definitely something I can watch with kids. And I'd asked, uh, Emmy's the one that watches all the movies; the other two don't watch as much. She watches everything, just about it seems. And uh, that was the one. She's like, yeah, I've seen that. I was like, how how does she know? I don't know how she watches all these things, but she anything I mentioned, she pretty much says it's she's seen. So I was like, oh, she just finds them somehow. But that yeah. was. Super good, super good. So she watched it again with me, and I was just laughing my butt off, dude. So definitely family friendly. Okay, all the kids should like it. I think you're gonna laugh out loud at a bunch of stuff. It's gonna pull at your heartstrings with some of the dad moments. It's yeah. really, it's really a dad daughter movie. It really is. Okay. Um, so I think you'll enjoy that aspect of it, and it's it was rightfully nominated as best picture. So having watched both movies, Mitchell's First Machines, and then also seeing Encanto, yeah, I understand why Encanto won. Because it has the music part part of it, it yeah. the music's. I understand that it's got the catchy stuff in it, but as far as a better film, Mitchell's Rich Machines is a much better film. Okay, um, I'll see if I can talk my daughters into watching it. They're I mean, even if they don't want to watch it, eh, I'd recommend you watch it on your own. I really do. I think you'll like it a lot. I, I think it's worth it. I'll probably watch it with Will. He's still into those I mean, type of movies. Okay, cool. Yeah, and 
I know you got the older two that are probably, you know, maybe they're, they're outgrowing that stuff a little bit, but yeah. So it, you're going to love it. There's so many out, laugh out loud moments, man. Where I was just dying laughing. And the animation is incredible. Yeah. Cause they mixed, they mixed two styles of animation in there. And you'll okay. know what I, you'll know what I mean when you watch it. Yeah. Um, it's not the style of animation I hate, which is when I, when I tell you, here's the style of animation I hate. Think Green Lantern TV show. Okay. The cartoon. Yeah. Did you ever watch any of the cartoon? Uh, not a whole lot, but I know what you're talking about. The animation style, I hate that. Anim- this is not that. This is much better. This yeah. is, um, uh, what's the one with where Steve Carell's, the, uh, what's his name? Uh, Despicable Me. Yeah. I think, Illum- think Illumination Studios a little bit, but this is Sony. Okay. And so Sony, they're on a roll with that because they did uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. So their animation stuff, they're doing, this was their, their follow-up to that as far as, you know, their next big hit. Yeah. Machines is awesome. Wait, awesome. Great follow-up. So. Okay. That's what I recommend, man. If, cool. if, that, if there's one to say, do your homework on to add to your list of stuff that you haven't seen, that's the one to do. All right. I'll do that. All right. All right. Do so you got anything else for me? No. All right, man. I all think right. that's all we got. Okay. All right, man. Until next time. Yep. Thanks for listening. You can find us on our website, nerdcast.com. It's N-Y-R-D-C-A-S-T. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching at Nerdcast. This week's song is Waiting for You by New Rocket Union. Yeah.